Hello, you are tuning into Media Soundwave. My name is Heather Cassidy, and today I am joined by Dave Smithson from Anxiety UK to talk about general adult anxiety. Now, people think about anxiety and they always think it's a bad thing, but it's not always a bad thing. It's something we are all naturally born with. And if our ancestors hadn't had anxiety, we wouldn't even be here today. It has loads of benefits in our lives. It can make us better leaders because we consider all the different circumstances. If you've gone through anxiety, it can make you a better friend because you're more empathic to those around you going through similar things. It can make us more careful drivers, more cautious of accidents. There's loads of different things that it can help with. Even things like if you are a professional sports person or you're training for an exam or trying to get things right, to be able to cover all these things and think about it a little bit can be a positive thing. But the difference is, being aware of when it is trying to take control of us rather than us controlling it. And that's what I want to talk to you today about, Dave, about ways that we can manage it and control it. So if you'd like to start off by telling me about Anxiety UK and the work you do there, please. Yeah, certainly. Thank you. And thank you for inviting us on today. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, we, we've been around since 1970, so we've been uh, we're approaching our 50th anniversary in a couple of years' time. So we, we've got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge within the organisation of you know, how you can help manage anxiety, stress and anxiety-based depression, which are the sort of common um, ailments and conditions that people present with. And, and anxiety can come in many forms and many shapes and sizes, and, and even sort of simple phobias are formed, uh, a form of anxiety. So you know, fear of flying, fear of spiders, fear of heights are typical kind of There's phobias. There's so many that, different fears that yeah, people have. that they're a form of anxiety. And, and those kind of simple phobias often are are learnt behaviours. So as a young child, you would grow up and see mum or dad. How your parents react how to they things, especially with spiders. Exactly. So um, you know, that, those kind of things can be a learnt behaviour. But with other people, they, they, they are born with it. It's genetic. Other people have, have various reasons, various triggers that will cause them to have anxiety. And what we, what we try to do is help them and give them information and support them in, to get in the right help and treatment that, that will help them manage that anxiety. As you said, it's about you controlling the anxiety and not the anxiety controlling you. It's sometimes it's looking for the little triggers, isn't it? Hold on, actually, I've been feeling like this and this has now gone from feeling like this a little bit to, okay, it's starting to make me feel like this every time I'm doing a particular thing or every morning I've been feeling a little bit more anxious. What would you say are the other warning signs to look out for when it comes to anxiety? Sometimes it can be very obvious triggers, as, as you suggest there. And, and, you know, that can be being in a crowded tram or a crowded train in the morning going to work can suddenly, you know, be... So you make might your heartbeat raise. Your heartbeat, you start to feel the, the physical symptoms, the psychological symptoms, and then you start to adapt your behaviour accordingly. And in some cases, I mean, in, in extreme cases of agoraphobia, for example, people will, will simply lock themselves in the house and not go out. I think from, that's, from, I think from that's when the big it. problems start, isn't it? When we actually start changing our behaviour yes. to fit with it, and yes. that is when it is person on your shoulder, isn't it, as you yeah. were saying earlier yeah. to me before the show. And it starts to impact on your day-to-day -day functionality. You start avoiding places, you stop going seeing friends, you yeah. might even not go to school, you might not go to work. Or you, you turn up to work late constantly, then it starts to become a problem in terms of you know, And then you're worried about issues. that because in your head you're constantly thinking, I'm going to be late. You might not even be late, but yeah. you're thinking already, I'm going to be late before you even are. irrational fear. It's, and and, and it, it gets on top of you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, some of the physical symptoms you say, the, the, the shortness of breath, the tingling sensations, achy muscles, and that's, that's, that's another consideration. A lot of people will contact our, um, our helpline and say, look, I've got these physical symptoms, I've got these physical aches and pains, yeah. 
how can that be something to do with my mental well-being? How because can that be Because sometimes people are then taking pain medication when they don't need to Absolutely. be. It's something else that's causing the pain. Exactly. And I think, again, we were saying before about the positives that anxiety can actually have if yeah. we're in control of it and we catch it early on, is it can be a very, very good warning sign, can't it? If we've started to have these little niggles or these pains and these little doubts, I think I'm very much an advocate for if something's not right in your life, do something about it. Let's think about how to make changes. And a little bit of anxiety might make you think, hold on, am I in the right job? Am I doing the right thing? Should I be going to these places? Because obviously, if we're, if we're stopping going to places because it's an avoidance, then that's not a good thing. But it might be, do you know what? Am I drinking a bit too much? Am I going out partying too hard? Are these things in my life that I need to change to improve my life? And for some people, you know, they, they can do those things and it doesn't create any anxiety. That's fine. It's about your own ability to, to your own inner resilience to yeah. to manage that. But if, if it is causing a problem, then you need to, you know, if those are the triggers, whatever the triggers are, if you're able to identify the triggers but it's that's causing it. it's noticing them, isn't it? And keeping a track of them, it. Identifying them, keeping a track of them, and then doing something about it. Changing your lifestyle, changing, it could be, you know, are you exercising enough? Simple exercise, such a key point. It, it, it can make you feel so much better. If you feel good physically about yourself, you'll feel well mentally. It's just Completely. a natural extension. I went out at the weekend and, and, and visited Chester Zoo and, and, and I ended up looking at the end of the day that I'd walked four miles and you don't realise just wandering around and the zoo. And then you feel great at the end and of the I day, don't you? I better for it, you know. It, it's, it's, it's great to, to, to get out in the fresh air, get a bit of exercise. It doesn't have to, we're not talking here about training for the Olympics or running a marathon or, or challenging Mo Farah to a race. another show. <laughs> but, you know, just simple exercise, walking the dog, you know, just taking a bit of fresh air, taking in the the scenery around it mindfulness is another technique that people mindfulness talk about is fantastic. Like, yeah and you can do that whilst you're out for that nice gentle stroll in the woods at the weekend taking everything in looking Take at the colors in. and the sounds exactly. and the smells and just yeah. thinking about in the moment being present exactly, exactly being present is very good isn't it for people so dealing you, with anxiety you've got mindfulness and exercise going on you can combine the two and make it you know often people say it's it's difficult to be disciplined enough to find the time to to, oh, I don't have time, I have a busy lives, we're all rushing around. Like, well, that's when you, you know, need to make time for your well-being you more than anything, to. when you, you think, I have to. not got the time to do this. Well, hold on, actually, what changes can I make? And what benefits are there going to be because Even of if it's changes? a five-minute walk or a ten-minute walk, yeah. we can all find five or ten minutes in our day, even yeah. if it's putting our phone down for five minutes. Yeah. I think these days we do spend too long on our phone and not actually looking after our well-being. And, and again, you know, technology is, is, is one of the factors behind the, the increase or the perceived increase in anxiety and stress generally. There's a the different know, size to it, isn't there? Because there's, whole, there's the whole selfie culture and how the need for likes and things like that, especially with teenagers, yes. is... And also other people that may have confidence issues. And this is... I read something recently about there's this new problem where people are posting things continuously and the more that they're posting, the more the need for the likes and the yeah. more yeah. and the reassurance. And again, this is this is a big worry. But on the other side, technology can help. Yeah. There is some yeah. great things out there. We were speaking with a woman about health apps yeah. and yeah. she showed us some great apps that you can use yeah. to control anxiety and all different. Yeah, all different and we, we, we work in partnership with Headspace, which is a, an app that a lot of people are yes, aware of and use. And, and so... You know, one of the benefits, um, we, we, we obviously as a, as, a, as a national charity, we've been around a long time, but we, we have to, you know, we're self-financing, we're self-funded, we don't get any grants from any, any national um, charity grants, we don't get any government or local government funding. So you know, we have a variety of different revenue streams to help sustain the charity going forward and make sure we're there 
to help people in the future. So, and one more, of the ways we do really that is more really does need to be done on mental health. Yeah, though, it? I mean, the, you know, there's a lot. We're of getting talk there. About there's still a lot more to be done. A lot of progress to be made still. I mean, we have made some significant steps. The the Time to Change campaign has done a lot to help reduce the stigma, but there's still a long way to go. You know, the, the high-profile celebrities, the work that's been done by. Um, Prince Harry, Prince William, and and and, and, and um, the uh, Duchess of Cambridge, and their heads together campaign has has all helped to encourage people to reach out and talk to people. Um, we're working with a, um, a young rapper called Nick Brewer. He was actually okay. uh, performing in Manchester only last night. Um, oh, fantastic! And, and a couple of uh, my colleagues went to went to his gig last night, and Nick approached us last year sometime. He did a um, his his own. Um, um, anxiety is well documented. He's been quite open about his 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 anxiety and how he's managed it. And and he's really by talking to people, reaching out and, and wanting to talk to somebody. So he was approached by um, Radio One Extra to do a poem for the Live Lounge. They've been doing some really really awareness good things about year. mental health awareness. Yeah. And Nick recreated that poem for us and created a, a shot of video, um, which is available on our YouTube channel. And um, Nick is now one of our celebrity patrons, and Fantastic. and he's great because you know, there is you know, his genre is not um, top of my playlist, but um, you know he's a, he's a great guy, and um, you know for young people who who do relate to him, that kind of role model effect that, that, that uh, having a celebrity patron like Nick can have can can be really helpful because his I message think, can I reach them also. and encourage them to get help and support. On the other side of it, it's opening it up more because the more people that actually go, hold on. There's no stigma attached to it. We all have some elements of anxiety, but it's the how far we let it go. And more people need to say, well, hold on, actually, I've had this case scenario with it and this case mm. scenario, and this is how I've helped myself with it. And the more people realise, well, hold on, actually, I'm not alone feeling like this, because I think that's part of the problem is when you feel alone yeah. with something. When something's bothering you, you think, hold on, I can't talk to people. I don't want to upset other people by talking about it. When actually, if they did open up, somebody would probably go, Actually, yeah, I've been feeling yeah, like that too, or yeah. I've been through that myself. Yeah. It, it's far more common than you realise. One it in five so people will, will have some experience of anxiety at some point in their life. And, you know, as you say, they, they, it can be very isolating, very lonely. It starts lonely. to impact on your, on your self-esteem. You start to become less confident. And, and you know, if, if that's affecting you in the workplace, in, in your day-to-day -day functioning and doing your day job, mm. you know, and, and for some people, they can be really successful in their, in their careers, but just one element. So quite a common one with public speaking or doing presentations you know they suddenly get promotion and they're now in a role where they have to do presentations to the board I was or speaking something. to somebody about this recently they, they there was a woman freeze. and she had this amazing high-flying career yeah. and the next step up on the ladder meant that she would have to travel globally and do all these presentations and she didn't take the next career step because she was so worried yeah. about actually I can't do this so she kind of stayed where she was and she had a great job and a great yeah. paycheck but to take her to the next level she needed the support yeah. if people had actually come in and gone hold on we'll give you management training we'll give you public speaking training how can we help you to get where you need to be and sometimes you know I mean the obvious the, the, the most obvious type of support is talking therapy um, or medication I mean the first thing I would say to anybody who's struggling and starting to show the signs and symptoms and they they feel that they might have a de degree of anxiety that they need some help and support with is there's lots of things you can do to look after yourself yeah. we've talked about exercise diet is important diet is absolutely really key. Important. we've done a lot of work with with nutritionalists and, and, and academics in this field um, and we know there's, a, there's a lot of academic research there that tells us that there is a direct link between what you eat in the gut and your brain so we, we've we, we've been working with um, 
um, nutritionist at Manchester Metropolitan University, um, and we're looking to develop that f service even further to to give people specific advice and maybe even to offer them one-to-one -one consultations with a nutritional psychiatrist who can dedicate, a, a, you know, create That's a fantastic. dedicated sort of. Um, so recipe people, pack for them individually. If people contact you. Firstly, how do people get in contact? Yeah, with you? so we, we we have obviously we have a um, uh, website. You have the anxiety website anxietyuk.uk.uk. We have email support, text support, live chat on our on our web through our oh, website during the day, and we have a national helpline, which is um, 08 775 That's all. All those um, channels are, are available to, to access through our website. Brilliant. We have uh, a pool of volunteers that come in and help us. We're based in Hume in Manchester. I was going to say whereabouts, because yeah. I know you're a Manchester company, yeah, but whereabouts? We're in, we're in Hume. We're based at the Zion Community Centre. Brilliant. Um, great resource centre and, it, and it's a great base for us. But we are a national organisation, so we, we well, international we would say as well. Because So do you get calls from other countries we then? We do. We get people from as far as China and, and, and the Middle East and, and South America contacting us. Because that's showing you're doing something right. And yeah. if people, because it is Anxiety UK, but if yeah. people know that they actually, hold on, I can reach out to these people and somebody is there on the other end of the phone or on the other end of an email that I can actually speak yeah. to about this. I mean, we, 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 we operate our phone line Monday to Friday, 9.30 to 5.30. We, we, we answer emails and live chats then, um, but if you email in at any time 24-7, we will get back to you within 24 hours from so the text. So if somebody emailed email. you today and yeah. said, look, I think I'm a bit anxious, I want to do something about it and take control now before it, before it yeah. gets any further, it started to escalate and I don't want it to, what would be the process? Well, I think we, we, we'd try and encourage them to go and talk to a professional, talk to their GP, Speak to their GP. get a formal diagnosis maybe if they needed it. Um, talk to somebody if they didn't want to talk to their GP, talk to a family member, talk to a friend, talk to somebody talk to in somebody. HR or occupational health at work. But having that conversation, that initial conversation can be hugely important first step. Because it's getting it off your chest. Getting it's it a weight chest. off your shoulders, isn't it, to actually yeah. put it out there and go, hold on, this is the first step of doing something about it. Yeah, and, and you know, it's often a bit of a cliche, you know, problem shared is problem halved. But it's true. And, and, you know, it I is, because it stops it being a worry for just you, doesn't it? You keep it all bottled up inside, letting out. That's one of the like things screaming that Nick, it. <laughs> it's one of the things that Nick said in his poem, Nick Brewer's poem. And also, and we mentioned the royals, and Prince Harry did a lot of interviews last year about how he dealt with the death of his mother. And he said that going to counselling, talking to somebody... They've done some amazing work to relate to people and get people yeah, thinking. Yeah. And, and he found, you know, opening up to somebody was what... What actually that, helped to start what with. What was bottling up inside of him. So, you know, talking to somebody is really important. So that'd be the, sort of one of the steps. We'd, we'd give them information and, and, and signpost them to the kind of self-help things that they can do for themselves. So whether it's joining a self-help support group, which are all over the country. All over the country. We've got a directory. I was going to say, do you have a directory? Though, We've got a directory of some, some of them. I mean, we, we don't actually run any self-help groups ourselves currently, but um, we work with lots of individual self-help support groups around the country and we'll we'll list their details I think in the councils are doing more aren't they like I know Cheshire East Council have now got a website which is livewell.cheshireeast.gov.uk I think it is you'll have to check it up online if anybody wanted to look that up if you look up Cheshire East Live Well you'll be able to find their campaign and with that anybody in the Cheshire East area or if you've got a relative living in Cheshire East you can access the website and you can type in the problem that you've got and they will show you all the groups and all the support yeah. for that whatever yeah. it is be it diabetes anxiety yeah. epilepsy they will send you information on everything that is available in your area and I think more councils are picking up on this yeah I think 
it's again, it's about signposting people to the help and support available. Pointing people because whether it's local authorities, whether it's charities, whether it's other individual. It's knowing that this helps actually out there though, because sometimes when you're feeling alone and you're in that position, you don't actually know where to turn to. You know you need help. You might not want to speak to those close around you. So where can you actually then go? Peer support groups, health help groups. you can talk to your GP, you can start to, you know, we can give people information about um, dietary advice, you know, looking after their, 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 what they're eating. You know, if you're prone to high levels of anxiety, for example, don't overdo the alcohol, don't overdo the yeah. caffeine. You know, if you're not prone to high anxiety, you enjoy a cup of coffee, fine, but you know, if, if you are prone to it, that's just going to give you that extra rush and that extra rush of adrenaline yeah. is not going to help. Sugar, high, high energy sugary drinks. Which, uh, but again, if you're putting sugar there, in your coffee, any... if you're putting sugar yeah, in your yeah. coffee as well, then you've got the yeah, sugar yeah. and the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, simple things like that can help. Exercise, we've talked about already, can help. And then if, 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 you know, if you need more professional help, then where can you go? So back to your GP, your GP may be able to refer you to talking therapy through the Things like CBT is CBT absolutely therapy. fantastic. A lot of people find it works, some, some people find it doesn't. It, 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 I think there's a lot to be said about the mental aspect of something, just because you've got to worry about something, sometimes it's changing the behaviour of how you actually think about this. Sometimes they say, don't they, I've got an exam and I'm worried about an exam, but how to, okay, it's a test, but this is actually going to help me and see what else I could need, yeah. need to know. Do I need to learn more? What can I do with it if I have passed? Just because something's there in front of us doesn't mean we have to worry about it because what's the worst that can happen if we don't pass an exam? Resit it, take yeah. it again. It's not, it's not going to be life-changing. And, and CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, which is very much the common sort of form of treatment for talking therapy for, for anxiety, we'll, we'll focus the therapist will work with you on those negative thoughts and, and addressing and changing those negative, the way that trying you to think change the way you think about them. And flip thoughts around. Adra- yeah, ad- you know, address those what can often be irrational thoughts. And I think the other thing that they do fears. is as well is if you have got a worry and it is something like I'm worried about going to that cinema because I went there and there was people in there that weren't very nice when I was queuing or different little things that actually come from not very much and actually build yeah. they can actually make you well hold on the first thing you're going to do is this week you're going to go to that cinema and you're going to come back next week and you're going to tell me how, how it made you feel. Yeah. And you're going to tell them how it makes you feel the week after. You're going to go back to that cinema again and you're going to tell me, actually, did it get any easier? And mm. how can we keep doing this? Yeah. And I think they make you face what is fearsome to you that isn't yeah. actually a danger. Yeah. And, and, and it's often referred to as gradual exposure. Gradual exposure, completely. That's, that's, that's very much a common technique with dental phobia, dental anxiety. So we, we're working with the Centre for Dentistry. Keep going back. <laughs> Keep going yeah. back to your dentist. But a lot of dentists these days will work with, with, with patients to help them overcome those fears and those anxieties. So they'll say, come in for, you know, just speak to receptionist for 10 minutes and, and just be familiar with the waiting room area. Just come and sit down for then, a bit. Then the next time they'll go in and sit and read the paper for half an hour and just sit in the waiting room and not actually go in. And then they'll maybe go into the, the treatment room for 10 minutes just to meet the dentist and, and talk to them. So they're building up that exposure slowly but surely. Slowly and keep taking but note and keep, I think, keeping a track of how you're feeling, absolutely. what you're trying and setting yourself goals and keep pushing yourself that little bit more. Because and simple goals, achievable goals, because if you try to by, stretch it. Yeah, step by step and keep taking it slowly because the more you push yourself, actually you're going to overcome it quicker. So what might seem a little bit scary now will actually feel better in the end. And the, the, you know, that's, that's very much the typical approach with with CBT therapy and person-centered counseling is another approach which is just an opportunity for somebody to get those thoughts and feelings expressed with somebody else shared with somebody else 
clinical hypnotherapy is another kind of treatment that, 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 that talking therapy that we offer. Um, Acust impulse therapy is really good, isn't it, as well? The, the, um, yeah, the art therapy, there's, a, there's, there's all sorts of different therapies. The core CBT counselling, clinical hypnotherapy are our core offers. We also offer alongside that traditional acupuncture. And some people have found that they've tried talking therapy and it's not helped them. They've gone along and had half a dozen sessions of acupuncture and they feel great. So it's very much, we, our approach as a, as a charity is very much approach is to be open-minded and to try say holistic methods, people try other methods. Think outside the box, take little steps. Yeah. But and most importantly, speak to somebody. Talk to somebody, get the help. And, and, and you know, your GP might offer you some kind of medication. Um, and for some people, medication is the right solution, or a combination of medication and um, talking therapy. But each little step helps, and you might find one thing works for you more than another. And, and the other, th the other way you can access CBT these days very often is online. You mentioned that some that local authorities. That opens it up to more people being able to. Yeah, do it, some it? some people, some some GPs might refer you to an online CBT course, and there are lots of different ones out there. Um, so some local authorities, some primary care areas. Um, clinical commissioning groups as they're called, without getting too technical about the, the structure of the NHS, they will, they will able, uh, you'll be able to access online CBT courses there. and, and they the can be sort of guided, of yeah, and they'll, they'll teach you through and talk you through the different techniques and how you can work through it. CBT is very much, um, <coughs> excuse me, I, I often refer to it as um, a bit like giving up smoking, you've got to have that willpower and that determination to make it work for yourself because with but CBT there's a lot of self with CBT you could go to it maybe for a month and you might hate it yeah. you might go to it to two months you still don't like it very much but it's becoming a bit more acceptable for your own self but by the end of it you will feel a little bit better by keep making these steps and sometimes it puts us out of our comfort zone Absolutely. so that can make us want to run in the other direction yeah. but sometimes you have to keep going through that because otherwise it's, it's not going to go away and between sessions the therapist will give the individual homework to do which again will make them want which, to go back yeah. not go back and even that's more, where yeah. the, the that that willingness to to engage with it that that commitment to engage it's with being it proactive in. and knowing that there and is a light you've got to put something in yourself you've got to want to do it um, the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not going to be plain sailing you are no, going to hit not. bumps along that way absolutely. of things you're not going to want to face but you've got to face these things to get to it and there is a better day ahead and and you know people will often contact us and say you know you know, I just want to be cured of this. You know, they, they expect us to have a magic wand. But it's not going to go away it's overnight. Not, it's not. And, and, and but you, you can make great progress in a couple of months by, by exercise, by diet, by little things and looking at it differently. You do have to be a little bit patient though and recognise it could take yeah. weeks and months, and months yeah. before you feel better. And sometimes you, you'll feel great after six to eight weeks. You'll, you'll, you'll end the therapy relationship. You'll go back and be fine for two or three months. And you might have a bit of a wobble and sort of suddenly feel bad for a couple of But you of know days. that, hold on, there is things I can do. Draw what do I need to the, start yeah. doing? Do I need to start meditating more, eating better? Exactly. What, what have I been doing that's making me what feel like changed? this? And sometimes that might need going back to the therapist, a couple of booster sessions. So we, we offer a service. We all need a boost, don't we? we do. <laughs> a few days so in the sun, a few days of healthy eating. We, we work with about, at the moment, um, about 230 therapists around the country that Fantastic. support the charity and offer... Um, access to private therapy for those that can't get it through the NHS or privately because it's out of their reach financially. We offer a service where they can access it through ourselves. Okay. They, they become a member. They, they pay £30 for an annual membership. 
that helps us. And that takes the whole year's worth of membership. Whole year's of membership. They get a free access to the Headspace app for that. That's part of the package. So they get a free subscription to Headspace. And then they can access therapy with us at a reduced rate. So some of our our clients, if they're not working or they're on really low incomes, they'll only pay as little as £15 for a session of therapy, which is very cheap these days. The average is about £80 around the country. So it's a huge discount. But you can see why some people think it's not accessible for them when there is little things that can be done and keep making the little changes. And if after six or eight sessions they've finished and they feel great and a couple of months down the line they feel a bit of a wobble, they can come back and have a couple of booster sessions, go back to their therapist again and and have a couple of extra sessions to support them. And we've got lots of other information and advice. As a member they get a quarterly magazine with lots of tips and we'll, we'll get... Um, I just got people. all your magazines just now. So, yeah, and, and so there's an article in there with Nick, our, our celebrity patron, Brilliant. about what, what his experience. So people will share their own experiences with others, and, and that then, oh yeah, that happened to me. And all oh, relates. And that's to how they manage that. So well, maybe I should try that. There's exercise tips. There's diet tips. There's information from some of our clinical advisors, people who are you know, leading academics in their field that we work with giving tips about, you know, medication maybe and what to do. If, if people sharing their experiences, isn't it? Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. That's it's been, been great. And hopefully you'll come on in the future and we can cover different types of anxiety Absolutely. that affect people. But today we have been talking about general adult anxiety. And hopefully if you yourself or somebody you know has been experiencing anxiety, we might have hit some points that make, make you think about how you can cope with things in a different way. As I said, everything will be on Dave's website on Anxiety UK. If you head over to mediasoundwave.co.uk, you will find all the information about Dave and the work that he does on there. Whilst you're there, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and we hope to see you again on future shows. Thanks to everybody involved in today's show. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you here next time on Media Soundwave.